Hi guys, I'm Driver here, and this is a DC Legends video. Welcome to Riddle Me This. On the line, I have right now with me, Dr. Zabaro. Hi there. And we're gonna go over a few comments that I actually had in videos as topics. Um, touch on them really quickly. This is gonna be one of those shorter Riddle Me This's, and then look forward to next week for the longer form Riddle Me This. Uh, gonna be, gonna have a couple of other special guests there. Um, also, before we even get started, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. And if you don't like it, at least hit subscribe and then hit dislike. That's fine by me too. All right, so <laughs> uh, the first topic we're gonna get into actually is a comment that was left by Amazo. Amazo has been getting a lot of shine on this channel, but he's active. He, he likes to discuss, he likes to debate. So basically I put out a video last week about Hawk and Dove saying that I am not going to level them. I'm going to skip them because their kits weren't really worth it to me as an in-game player. I might slow gear, slow level up Dove. I might actually do her now, but Hawk just seems like I don't really care, especially the Siege event. Dove is eh. So as a mid-game, mid-level player, Amazo said that he was going to skip out on them as well. And I wanted to pose a question to Dr. Zabaro. How do you feel about early to mid-game, mid-level players not leveling or working on the tunes of the month i think it's the wrong idea if you're in in so in my position playing at 7011 i'm probably going to skip these two i need a break <laughs> yeah, yeah me too <laughs> it, if you are playing mid-level um or mid-game or however you want to refer to that if you're still trying to progress in the game, is my point. Mm -hmm. You absolutely should invest in the new characters that are released every month. It's the number one way for to help you advance yourself. Now, if you feel like you don't need to advance any further, if you have a nice, robust, deep roster at the level that you want to work, you don't have to. But if you want to progress, because these characters are bonus characters in events, uh, they help you in raid. Uh, all the events that come out in the subsequent month, they're, they're given as bonus characters. So um, I even recommend that for newer players to invest in the new characters that are released, even if they hear bad things about them, because it's going to be the number one way that they can advance. Now, let me ask a question though. like to because to that point, I see what you, and I agree. I agree, um, I was gonna say to the most part, but with all of it, if you're early um, to mid game, mid level, however you wanna see it, then you should definitely be investing in the tunes of the month. I've, I've used this example a hundred times before. Power Girl, Etrigan, they were tunes when I came out. I invested in them, now I lucked up because they ended up being good, but also because I had invested in them, I was able to progress through the next few months because they were the bonus tunes in um, the, the content the next month. But you say, go ahead and invest even if you hear bad things. How much do you think should be invested into them? 59, 60, 10, at what level do you think that would be enough? Well, that's what I'm suggesting. If I'm, I'm conceptualizing somebody still progressing, being at say level 59 or 60, 10. Uh, if you're if you're if you're at 7011 then it's really a matter of dis discretion mm -hmm. 
to me, I would think, well, to that point, if you are, mm, I was about to say something that I'm not sure is true because in the mid, in the middle, when you're in mid, then you can have some 70-11 tunes in your roster, but I don't know that it would be worth it to take not great tunes past 60-10 at that point. Because the gap between 60-10 and 70-11 is massive, and you have to use a lot of resources. And I'm not so sure taking a tune that isn't really worth it to the 60-10 level. Like for, so for example, I just took Wonder Woman Coda 60-10. And at 60-10, she's perfectly capable of handling everything PVE-wise in terms of campaign and red alerts. Mm-hmm. So if I thought if I were to hear that, hey, she is a terrible player, a terrible tune, then I would be from the perspective I have now, I would be less inclined to take her 70-11 because if I can take care of the PVE stuff that I need to do now with her at 60-10, then why would I take her to 70-11? Yeah, you know, we have some folks in our alliance that that, that are 70-11 players and they're, I'm not going to invest any more 70-11, I'm going to do 60-10 for now on. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I mean, everybody has their own personal preference and choice, but I frankly don't see why. Why? Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Honestly, because I well, can't. You can't use sixty ten characters once you're seven eleven in any other mode other than PVE. That's it. Well, that would be that. But that's the that's the answer to the why. Because for me, for example, if I'm trying to think of an example of a terrible. Okay. He's not terrible, and I love Batman, but I gotta use him. Um, the Dark Knight. Now, the way he is now, I have him seventy eleven. Those resources that I use to take him from sixty ten to seventy eleven, that's not that's a lot of resources. And so, if I were to just leave him at sixty ten and only use him in PVE content because he's a bonus tune for whatever event coming up, and I could he could handle all of that, then I get to save those resources. For taking him 7011, because at 7011, I'm not using the Dark Knight in PvP anyway. You see what I mean? Yeah, this the opportunity for you to use 6010 characters is so rare when you're already 7011. My my contention is that if you if you you're gonna go a particular level, stay balanced at whatever level that is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All across the board, consistently. That's my contention. All right, I, we've had our first like legit <laughs> disagreement on a concept. Look at that. <laughs> so um, I was, I, I, I see your point. I do see your point of saying balance, but in my view, I think we had this debate also about rings. But um, in my view, if you aren't going to use them at 7011, don't waste the resources. In your view, might as well, your entire roster should be balanced, whether that's 59, 6010, or 7011. So those are the, the views for that question. So let's move on to well, the next. Uh, let me, oh, add, go one, for it, go let me add one thing. I, I just want to add sort of a qualifier to this um, for folks that may be listening. If you're trying to decide you know, which position is the best, what, what is the, the best argument here? 
it really comes down to a matter of what is your personal play style what are your individual goals because depending on how you play the game uh Ungrifer might be right or my position might be right it really just comes down to how do you individually play the game and everybody plays differently so you do need to consider how you play i play um i would probably characterize a lot of my principles based on being highly competitive in with the goal of winning i <laughs> <laughs> i i um echo that sentiment um as we as i try to make clear on this channel there are no right or wrongs this is how i play this is how he plays so there is no right or wrong take this advice take what we've said here and then use it to the best of your ability and use it to what whatever might be right for you right so that is his style my style i think i'm competitive too but Maybe it's a little bit of I, 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 should I didn't mean to imply that I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm giving you a hard time. I'm giving you a hard time. Okay. So, all right. So, to the next question. Um, the next comment uh, from Jimmy. I'm not going to say, well, Jimmy Hatsits. Sure. I uh, hope he doesn't mind me reading his comment out, but I'm going to read it out. So, especially since it was public. So, I think it's okay. Um, Blue Beetle. And this is me. I went on a bit of a rant, not a rant, just not really happy about the Blue Beetle kit. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. He replied, Blue, Ble Blue Beetle makes no sense being the anti-Black Flash tune. He is supposed to be anti-Green Lantern. With um, what the, oh, WTH, is his ability still called Shield Breaker when it breaks no shields and Black Flash doesn't have shields to begin with. That's a pretty good point. <laughs> Stupid rework simply to make someone anti-Black Flash. Um, and then I commented later, I'm not gonna read my full comment, but it's also like, there's already a couple of anti-Black Flash tunes in the game, one of whom is farmable, and the other one was a, a tune that we just got a couple months ago. So, Dr. Zabaro, how do you feel about Blue Beetle's kit overall, not just with regards to being the anti-Black Flash, but just him as a tune now? Which one farmable do you have in mind? Are you talking about Harley? Uh, exactly, Harley Quinn. Okay. I think I think um, there's there's a good that could, bit that could be said here, but not, uh, I think because Black Flash is stupid OP that they do need to build counters to it. But when I start to think of something like this. I'm remembered, I'm reminded of how days were when Wonder Girl came out. Uh. And the problem with Wonder Girl is they never ever build a hard counter to her. There are counters to her, but there is not a hard counter to Wonder yeah. Girl. Yeah. But Shiva is a hard counter to Black Flash. Yes, okay, she so. Is. And, you know, Cassandra Kane and Harley Quinn are good counters as well. So there's options. Um, of course, Black Flash himself is probably one of the best counters to Black Flash. So using the same, just like Martian Manhunter is the best count, one of the best counters against Martian Manhunter. Yeah. Um, I'm not that excited about Blue Beetle. 
I did think it, his ability to uh, to deal extra damage against the same affinity is interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting. Yeah. At this point, though, I don't know what to say about it until we can see observable data uh, and how that plays out. That's basically my feeling on him as well. Like, I like the fact that there was a nuance against Mystic uh, Tunes. I like the fact that they introduced it just because at a certain point, you have to introduce nuances to make tunes a little bit more valuable or unique or niche so you can build around these certain things and have, and it opens up uh, team compositions that you can make. Uh, for Blue Beetle, this, I mean, how do I put it? I like the fact that they're thinking differently, although this one that they use to think differently, I don't think is really valuable. Um, excuse me, because why would you bring Blue Beetle to hit extra hard against Mystics when you could just bring a physical? So, I mean, that would be my debate on it. I don't, I'm not really impressed by them at all, but I do like the fact that they, they started thinking a little bit outside of the box of just the, oh, this one ignores awareness, and this one does this, and this one does, like, it, they, they gave a little nuance that lets you work within the kit, that works within the kit, and makes that character unique. So that's cool, but other than that, I mean, it doesn't encourage me to, 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 to level him up or anything like that. He's still gonna just sit on my bench. Well, I will answer sort of your question about why, why would I bring uh, a mystic character when I can bring a physical character? Mm -hmm. And because one of, the, one of the considerations I thought, and why I think it's interesting, not necessarily, and again, this is just on paper, I don't know about in practice, mm -hmm. is the fact that you have four characters that you bring to battle. There's always going to be two of one mm -hmm. of the affinities. So there'll be two mystics, two energy, or if people bring four characters. Yeah. So it gives you a little bit of flexibility to say if he ends up turning out to be good and that's to be seen yet because I haven't invested in him mm -hmm. that um, and I have my skepticism about whether he is going to be good but it's an interesting concept if they use it again in the future because you can use that character where you would bring a physical he can do help you out against a mystic and uh, an energy character. He can do double work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So in theory, it's a cool idea, but uh, in practice, it's yet to be seen how, it, how it's going to play out. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Uh, that's a good point. That is a good point. So Blue Beetle yet to be seen as if he's useful, but uh, we're both skeptical and I'm leaning towards the idea that we're both right. <laughs> so um, for the final question the final topic this is from uh 2d tron he was uh correcting me on a video or um yeah he was correcting me on a video where i was talking about the auto share from legendary bosses and basically he said auto sharing of legendary bosses isn't a glitch it has been that way from the first raid once you've taken about a third of the boss's HP, it gets shared. Now I've replied that I know that it's been there since the beginning, but I always assumed that it was a glitch because why would you auto share something? I just thought it just was something that happened randomly. And he was like, he's pretty certain it's intentional. You pretty certain that it's intentional. So feelings on auto sharing a legendary boss after one third of the HP is gone. 
I don't think I haven't had a problem with it. Um, mm -hmm. There's points that I wasn't keen on it because, especially when the characters, when we were in a raid where the characters could deal low damage. Mm -hmm. um, so this past raid not being the case, uh, but prior raids, I'm like, oh, am I going to be able to get MVP? Yeah, yeah. That's the big. So I, I would probably prefer that it doesn't share auto share until it gets closer to 50% or at least 50% where you can guarantee your MVP. But I haven't yeah, had a problem with it. Uh, I, I mean, in practice, I haven't had any problems with the auto sharing. Uh, okay. is, is, but you have to, in other words, I can't, when I have a legendary boss, I can't be as casual with it as say, I task, sit here and work at my computer and task switch. Say I, I do some work at my computer and let the, the battles run on auto with the phone sort of nearby and then just check it every once in a while. I can't do that. When I play a legendary boss, I have to be on top of it and pay attention. Yeah. So yeah. that two minutes is up, I can get right back in it immediately. And that's sort of the downside, at least from my position, the, um, a view of it. I mean, I agree. It's just I would I would rather if they had to auto share, which I don't understand why you would auto share it in the first place. I don't understand what that mechanic is there for or to prevent. But um, if you're gonna auto share, auto share it at fifty percent, so that way I know I got my MVP, and then if everybody else wants to jump in, go for it. But um, I'd rather it would happen at fifty percent. And then speaking of fifty percent damage. Um, Basically, there was a glitch and it was discussed and we don't we can't really go too deep into it because we don't know what this is and why it happened. But there was a glitch of where if you're doing enough damage, if you're doing solid damage and you definitely were with a Superwoman and with Darkseid and the tune and the, the legendary boss hadn't been shared, then if you killed the legendary boss alone, it wouldn't let you kill it. It would say that you did 299 million or 149 million, that, you know, all nines at the end. And then when you would go back, it would then say that the, the boss had another 25 million health, which threw me off a few times because because of this, I ended up losing like five MVPs because I thought the boss was over and done with. I just put it on auto, didn't pay attention because I could actually handle that boss. And then when I came back, I didn't have my MVP because it it the whatever glitch apparently is supposed to be something to prevent the the theory is it's supposed to be something to prevent cheaters from being able to just do outrageous amounts of damage. But now that you can actually do it legitimately, it's kind of screwing some people over. So thoughts on the glitch? Did you run well, into it at all? And what and do, what do you think of the theories out there? Well, in terms of the theory, it's an interesting theory, and, and let's be absolutely clear that we don't have any evidence for this. It's just yeah. a community theory. But let's 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 just say let's assume that it's true. If it is true, it's a stupid way to prevent cheating, <laughs> because it doesn't prevent cheating. There's still it just slows slows. It just creates an annoyance for the cheater. That's all. Yeah. So what does that do? But for us, that legitimate for the first raid that we can actually kill the um, the, the the legendary bosses alone, which was sort of amazing and fun. Yeah, and 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 then it was ruined because 
of whatever was happening, this mechanic that was forcing you not to be able to, to do that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's not much to say on it, just that it sucked. Um, I like this raid a lot. This past raid was a lot more fun than me, and I think it's just because I got to see really high numbers from Superwoman. But um, it was enjoyable. But those two things, the the sharing, the auto sharing is just me complaining and nagging. It's not a huge deal. I just want to, I prefer if I had the MVP. Um, and in those situations, especially this past raid, even when it was auto sharing, I still got the MVP because of how much damage I was doing. So it didn't really affect. But that damage glitch really did bother me and really did almost screw me over a few times because I was actually going for the black suit Superman. So. Thankfully, I noticed it, and then what I would do is do like one bit of damage first on one energy, then not share it, go right back into it, and then finish it off that way. And then that's how I would <laughs> ensure that I got my MVP. But that was the way that I worked around it. That's how I got around the, the damage glitch, as you will, so. It was more annoying than anything because- Exactly. You had to hit the boss as many times as you would in any other raid. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So, in any case, I think that's where we will leave it all. So, thank you, Dr. Zabaro, for joining us. Thank you. And I will say again, please hit the like and subscribe. Please comment below. Leave questions below so that we can answer those questions in the next video coming up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.